Most often, the brightest smiles come from those who've struggled the most. What's behind your smile? Let's open up and talk about what's really going on behind the smile. And sometimes it's okay to fake it until we make it. I'm Vonnie Woodrick. Join me to gain insight on how many of us hide behind the smile to get through painful and difficult times. My podcast is a safe place where others can share their stories and discuss how opening up rather than hiding behind a smile allows for growth and happiness. Excited to kick off season two with my longtime friend whose resume is filled with creative and meaningful work. Pamela DeVos, also known as Pamela Rowland in the fashion world, is my guest on today's podcast. She has a very active personal and professional life. Pamela and her husband, Dan, have established DP Fox Ventures to manage their business investments and explore new opportunities. Pamela has a long history of being committed to the arts and has her own clothing design business, Pamela Rowland. Her brand has become a label of choice for celebrities including Angelina Jolie, Carrie Underwood, Jennifer Garner, and many others. I have so many questions and I'm so excited to get started. Welcome, Pam. So we go back many, many years and um, way back when we used to walk in the neighborhood and we had little kids and um, I think both of our husbands were kind of in transition with their jobs and you and Dan have established DP Fox Ventures that oversees 40 different companies in so many different arenas. Can you share a little bit about DP Fox and what you do? It's kind of interesting. I, when um, we started DP Fox, we were living in Tokyo at the time. Our girls were tiny, something like that. It's six and two, something like that. But um, And it's so funny how the name DP Fox comes from our two first initials and Fox is DeVos and Dutch is the Fox. So that's kind of how that whole name started. I can't believe what we started with, all the different real estate things we did. We did, we built homes. We did all sorts of things with DB Fox, but the majority of things we do now is we own a lot of car dealerships. It's always been Dan's love. He loves cars. Actually, right now, if we could sell more cars, if, if we had them, I mean, you know, with the pandemic, they weren't producing cars. And right now, a lot of dealerships are going through what we're going through is we don't have enough product. And um, we own the Griffins, which is sports. So that's, my son's played hockey since he was a kid and, you know, all through university at, at uh, Hope. We're involved in a lot of things, but those are the major things that DB5 does. Yeah. And you're like all over. I mean, you're not just in Michigan. You're in New York, Chicago and the Bahamas. Yeah. We have a car dealership in Chicago. My business is in New York. In the Bahamas, we have a ownership of Cape Luthera, which is a great resort and it's a beautiful area. So we spend a lot of time there and... It's doing very well. Thank you for sharing that with me, just to give a little bit of background on on you and your husband, Dan, and your amazing many, many businesses that you have. So, But I want to go to your passion, your lifelong passion. Now, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I'm going to go way, 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 way back to when I was like 12 or 13, <laughs> and I would go to Woodland Mall. And in Woodland Mall, there was a store named... K-Bomb. Yes, K-Bomb. And I used to go in there and just look at not only the beautiful clothes, but everybody that worked there was so pretty and beautiful. And then years later, I learned that you worked there. Was that your first retail experience? Yeah, I I worked there for seven years when I was 15 until I was, I think, like 21 or 22 
they had one in East Lansing. And so when I went to Michigan State, I worked at K-Bomb in East Lansing. Did you have the love for fashion way back at probably 16 when you started that job? Oh, absolutely. I had, I blew all my money on clothes. Yeah, drove my mom crazy. But I, I mean, I think everyone that knows me always love clothes. And I actually won best dressed in high school. And so it was something I always loved. I was, I'm from three girls. I was the one that would sit in the, by the sink and watch my mom getting ready to go out. If she, you know, she's going to like some kind of ball or something. I was the one that watching her get dressed and then later helping her pick things out. Aww. So it was something I loved. I really always loved fashion. Never thought, where would it go? Even as I got to know you, you were always so well-dressed. In fact, I think that I picked up most of my <laughs> style from you when I or your suggestions. And I remember <laughs> back in 2002, when you started Pamela Rowland, and fashion shows that were here in Grand Rapids that were so fun to be at and to see and watch you now to evolve into this well-known name in the fashion industry. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, we're actually, I'm actually considered an international fashion designer. And you travel all over the world to find your fabrics. Uh, Most of our fabrics are usually Italian or French. Um, So I, yeah, I go there, but you know, you know, just so many of the vendors now that I've established my business, they come to me. So they come to New York and I don't have to go there as much anymore. Did COVID have an effect on that? No, not really, because they're pretty established, you know, vendors in New York and they get their, they just ship their fabric over. Um, what is what we had a hard time with COVID was we sell out of Paris to a lot of our international stores. So that made it more difficult. I think we're finally going to be able to get back there for, it would be our spring line that comes out in September. So we usually go to, after our fashion week is Paris Fashion Week. So we usually go like end of September, beginning of October. So I think, I think we're going to be able to do that finally this year again. Well, you are also the label's creative director. Tell us what that means. Creative director, I'm basically I'm I'm the designer, but I yeah I make you know I make the final decisions. I have a design team, and thank goodness because it's a lot of work. If I had to do everything I do, I wear many hats. So my the decisions final what you know they come up with, and we do work very well. Um, I have a very good head designer who's we get along very well. He understands me. So, you know, over the years, I think you remember, I kind of started out as a more sportswear separates and I evolved into a gown cocktail kind of designer. That's what people were buying from me. There's a lot of competition in separates because nobody does them better than the Italians and the French. I mean, they, they do that so well. And, and because I'm high end, it was a really difficult area to stay in. Plus, we don't have the tailors they have over there. So I just evolved into a gown and cocktail dress um, company. Yeah, and because of that, we are seeing so many celebrities at major events with the Pamela Rowland label. Yeah. How exciting is that? Very exciting. You know, I think now I'm a little more used to, but I remember the very first Emmys, Kim Cattrall, she was up for an Emmy, and that's when Sex and the City was big. I think it was one of their last years. You know, you never knew if they were going to wear it or not. And we heard her stylist come to our show and took the address because it, it, I mean, it literally was the next day. And um, 
she walked out and we all started screaming. Um, we couldn't believe it, but that was big. And it made international news because, as you know, Sex in the City was a, a big show. And it's I think still people love watching the oh, reruns. You know, what? I personally do. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's yeah, great. I and I think I, I also remember one of the first being like Queen Latifah and maybe Hilary Duff. Yeah, Paris Hilton. Megan, um, gosh, from Will and Grace. She actually had my dress on, and I'll never forget it because I never got it Oh, my gosh. That's funny. (laughs) Well, I guess that you would know where you could get another one, right? Yeah. But it's probably not easy to continue to produce. I mean, your dresses are so intricate and detailed that they must take a lot of time to make. Yeah, I mean, today we have we are much more established. Nobody would dare do something like that. We we know what we're doing so much more. In the very beginning, I didn't know. I really didn't know what we were doing. And I never dreamed. Um, I didn't know if I was going to become a, a big fashion designer. I really had no idea. People ask me that question. I didn't do this to go out and get famous. It's something I love doing. And we were really excited because my first line to get picked up, really, um, it was kind of a mishmash. But my second line... Neiman and Mar- Marcus picked up, and that was a big deal to be picked up as a young of company as we were. And to get clothes on actresses, nobody knew who Pamela Rowland was. So today's so much different. You didn't have to pay anybody back then. Today, a big star is wearing a designer, usually they pay. And uh, the Oscars are really difficult because all the European designers come in and they have big pockets and they pay these big stars. So you'll see. Most of the time, it's a big, big label for the Oscars these actresses are usually wearing. The rise of your success is just such a testament to you and your talent. You should be congratulated on that. And you also have received awards, including the prestigious Gold Coast Award. You have been inducted in the Council of Fashion Designers of America. Those are big. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I think the other thing is, you know, I started the business producing, I think you might remember it in Canada. So I was going to Canada quite a bit and New York. So I was selling New York because I'm a New York designer, but I was producing in Canada. And being in Canada, oh my gosh, before shows, we would, we'd have clothes like the um, stuck in customs and we would be like a mess wondering is going to make it in time for the show. And those are stressful years. I can tell you that. I have been fortunate to go and be at one of your shows and be behind the scenes and see everything. But literally, you have like 30 minutes. You have everybody back there, everybody dressed. I mean, it's a quick turnaround yeah. because other designers have to come out. So what is that like? Hair, makeup, dressing. I have to do all my interviews and it's just bang, bang, one after another. It's a very busy couple hours. And it's crazy how, you know, you spend all this time working on it and it's done in like the, the runways anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes and then it's done. <laughs> and all that work. Well, you have dressed like some pretty big celebrities like Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. Eva Longoria, Carrie Underwood, one of my favorites, Jennifer Garner, yeah, Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams is a good friend of mine. She wears our clothes all the time. And we have a really special picture of her when she was getting her Hollywood Walk of Fame. She has her dress on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we have some very loyal celebrities. Holly Robinson Pete is one. I tell you what, she's great. She promotes me all the time. Pam, from what I know of you, you're also very loyal. And I feel like they're treating you the same way that you probably treat them. Oh, yeah. So do you have like a person that you that hasn't worn your label that you really would like to? You no, know, I actually ask this question all the time. 
And I dressed so many, so there's not really many people. I used to say Kate Winslet all the time, but hey, I said it so many times, I, I don't even care anymore. Because <laughs> as many times as I said it's been in print, it's been in media, I'm not going to say her anymore because she never has wore us. So I really liked her because I thought, you know, she's so natural and she's got a, more of a normal body and everything. So people ask me this so often, I really try to think about, really don't think there is. I've just so many that have been so great. You know, some of the like latest ones is like Priyanka Jonas. I mean, she's like a big name and yeah. we've dressed her and some of the, you know, you have the new names coming out. There's so many young actresses that I have to Google and say, who is this? <laughs> I can't keep up with it. Well, and I'm sure it's just an honor and a privilege every time you get to, especially someone like the late Whitney Houston, you know, I mean, some really, yeah. really big names. When she passed away, the dress that she wore was the last time she sang for the Grammys or at Clive Davis's party, which she was supposed to sing the night that she passed away. And they showed her in our dress the, all the time and um, they wanted it for a museum and nothing was happening I said I want to get that dress back so I have a lot of these dresses that I someday I don't know what I'm going to do with them but someday do some kind of a show you know with we have pictures of the actresses in the dress and then we have the dress so someday it might be kind of interesting to put this together that would be quite an incredible show And one of the things that you do, and this is what is going to lead me into the next, is you definitely give back. I mean, you definitely support the community. And one of the things that you have done is opened the Pamela Roland DeVos School of Fashion at Kendall College of Art and Design here in Grand Rapids. And then after they complete that program, they go on to complete their degree in New York City at the Fashion Institute, which is sounds amazing. But I also think that that show would be like a really good fit in this New York Fashion Institute. If you really want to go into fashion, you have to be in New York. People go to FIT all the time. We do to find young talent. So I think it's such a great program and it's done very well and very enthusiastic to the kids and I've gone to their shows. But I have gowns that I'll give them so that they can look at how we we make them and how they're structured. And we've got a rack of them waiting to go down there. You have so many accomplishments. You have so many things that you're involved in that, you know, and you know me, I'm a pretty emotional person. I was like looking over your bio and, and all of the things that you have done. And I was getting like a little emotional because I'm so proud of you. For all of these accomplishments, but yet how normal you are and how real (laughs) you are. You brought the Diana, a celebration collection to Grand Rapids, and it ended up being like the most successful exhibit at the Gram. I feel like you two, you know, would have been the best of friends if she was alive. I always always want to believe we would have been. (laughs) I feel that. I really feel, you know, from having knowing you from way back when and seeing how generous and kind and supportive you are in so many different ways. But you ended up, you have a relationship with her brother, and I believe you even dressed his wife. Yes, for Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding. Yeah. And she looked gorgeous. It is a funny story how we met, though, because... I went with my mom and sisters and a girlfriend to Philadelphia. I heard about this exhibit and Diana's, her wedding dress was there and and a lot of her other, it was, it was a great show, which we brought here, but I first met Charles Spencer there and I, I was talking to him and I said, I'd love to bring this to Grand Rapids. 
And he gave me the contact of who to contact the whole thing. Well, I brought it to the Grand Rapids Art Museum board and I thought this would be so great. They all looked at me like, what? You're nuts. Like, this is not art, but it is art. Anyway, so what I said is fine. I'll cover it. You know what? And you won't, won't be a dime out of your pockets. So we had it, the show, and they made more than money than they've ever made on, on an exhibition. And it was the largest one in a hundred years history of the art museum. So it ended people just kept saying, how'd you know? And then Prince William and Kate Middleton got engaged like a week into that exhibit, which made people from all over want to come see Diana's dress. So the timing was perfect too. Maybe there was a little bit of divine intervention there, you know, making it all work together because it was just meant to be. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that that story. I love that you brought her here. But you, again, you have just done so many things and your passion is truly in the arts. Where did that passion for the arts come from? Um, Marianne Keeler, who recently passed away, which I just loved her so much. She was the one, I think I was about 25 years old. And she said to me, you know what? It's time to pass the baton. It's time for you guys to get involved. And then she had the love of Grandpa's Art Museum. So she's the one that got me involved in that. She's also the one that got me involved in the Whitney Museum of Contemporary Art in New York City. So I'm on the board of that. You know, Marion Keeler was such a big part of this city when it, when it came to the arts. She knew about contemporary art before anybody that I know. And we need to do something in her memory. So we're, we're trying to think of how we're going to do that. Well, and what I notice is that born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then you, you know, between New York and Chicago, um, when your businesses take you there, you are so supportive of whatever community that you are in. I think you saw that I'm um, now on the Kennedy Board Center in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And you will serve a six-year term. They're a joy to work with, and it's it's really interesting people from all over, from all over the country. Again, I mean, I don't know how you find the time. It just really is mind-boggling because you do so much, and you give back so much. Um, so let's change the um, conversation a little bit to your latest project, which is your fragrance. Yes, that's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. I got it for Mother's Day, actually, and I love it. I'm smelling it right now. I was trying to describe the smell. What I like about it is it's so light. You know, it's interesting. I got a, an email from a gal that we report on it and she interviewed me and then she got COVID. So she couldn't smell it for months. Oh no. So she had her friends and family and everybody um, describe the scent to her. It was a really interesting email that she sent me and how they all described it. They all liked it. Somebody said, well, I think it's stronger. I smell the woodsy side a little bit more when it's warm. I don't know. I, I don't feel this way, but I, it's interesting how different people describe it. I, there is different kinds of rose smell to it. I love rose, but I felt like roses can be a little bit old ladies. So we put some of a woodsy scent to it and um, it's done very well. People are loving it all ages. And so we're quite thrilled of how it turned out. But I did take a long time. I, it took three years to develop. It was such a special gift. Who gave it to you? Whitney and Maddie. Oh, so yeah. sweet. They were so proud of that gift. Um, What's so know. funny, Whitney, Whitney and Sydney, they used to be Mary-Kate and Ashley together. And now look at them. They're both married. And 
gosh, it's just so hard, but that's been a long, long time ago. It has been such a long time. And, you know, Pam, I mean, that's that's through the special relationship I think that that we have is that for me, I was so grateful that you knew Rob. You went to high school with him. We lived in the same neighborhood. Um, and some, you know, our family time, a lot of that when he was alive was with you and your family and the girls. And oh, yeah. we probably have experienced the most special relationships with and family time with you. Oh, and- yeah. We, I remember us trick-or-treating together. And I remember, like, the restaurant opened. We spent a lot of time together there. And our kids were either if... Whitney wasn't at our house. Sydney was at your house. Yes. And they would hide in your curtains because they didn't want Whitney to leave your house. I mean, we have a lot of really cute stories and and a lot of great memories of that. And I'm very, very appreciative for that and, and the influence and how you have what I see is how you continue to just be so generous and open and given to so many different people. And I feel so fortunate that you even took the time today. I know how busy you are. And I'm really excited to say that you're giving me some a few samples um, yeah. that for the first 10 people that message me at Vonnie at IUnderstandLoveHeals.org will get a free sample of Pam's new fragrance. So I'm really excited to share that with others and, and, and get maybe some feedback for you. But a couple things before we go. If people want to find you, where can they find you? I have a website, PamelaRoland.com. If anybody wants the perfume, that's where you can get it. And that's where my lines are all there. Okay, awesome. But I really want to know something that, if you could share, something that most people don't know about you. Well, one thing, I started this business in my Pamela Roland when I was in my early 40s. And many people start their business quite a bit younger than me, but... I had my children and I really didn't have an opportunity to start it earlier. So that's kind of interesting. A lot of people are surprised by that. You're so busy and I'm really grateful that you chose to be with me today because I'm really, (laughs) really excited to hear your voice and to share your story with other people. And I also just want to end by saying how much I understand has been so thankful for your generosity to support us. And by doing that, we have been able to support Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, funding the first in the country nurse specializing in mental health. We just opened a sensory room for those on the autistic spectrum that are at risk of harming themselves and others, a place of comfort and calm. And those are just two of the things that your generosity, along with many, many others, has allowed us to do. So I just really want to thank you for your continued support. Well, of course, Vani, I'm, I'm very proud of what you've done. You turn a, you know, a difficult situation into helping others, and you've always been that way. You're always very giving, sometimes to a fault. You know, we, but we both had that in us. You know, I'm proud of what you've done, and I know Rob would be too, and I know your children are also. So good for you, and I think it's very exciting what you're doing. See, that's the stuff that makes me cry. I mean, recognizing <laughs> it in me. And you've you've been there when I've, like, been in public and all of a sudden talking and then just started crying and making faces at me. And, you know, but people can't see the tears running down my eyes right now. But your words uh-huh. and your actions mean so much. Life can bring us to many interesting and unexpected places. As Pamela and I spent many hours on walks and talks around the neighborhood as young parents, I don't think either of us had imagined where we would be at this stage in our lives. I'm so proud of Pamela. She has a heart of gold, a smile that lights up a room, and her giving nature has impacted thousands around the world. 
Thank you, Pamela, for joining me on Behind the Smile podcast. I can't wait to see what's next for you. I'm excited that Pamela has given me 10 samples of her new perfume to give away to the first 10 that email me at vani at iunderstandloveheals.org. I think you will like it just as much as I do. You can find Pamela on Instagram at Pamela Rowland. Thank you to our community partner, Bigby Coffee, for your continued support, allowing us to start the conversation with a Bigby beverage. And thank you to Stuart Polchuk at Soundpost Studios for making us sound so good.